Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Leadership Biz Cafe. I'm your host, Tanvi Nasir, CEO of Tanvi Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that now offers both virtual and in-person keynotes and workshops on a variety of leadership topics. To learn more about our leadership education and training services, visit our company's website at tanvinasir.com. And now, let's warm up the espresso machine and brew up another leadership espresso shot. When it comes to the different seasons of the year, hands down my favorite season has to be summer. Not only because I prefer the sunny blue skies that come with this season, but also because it allows me to enjoy one of my hobbies, gardening. Now, I know gardening is one of those things that you either enjoy, as I do, or which you have little patience or interest in, as is the case with my wife. Admittedly, part of the challenge that comes with gardening is not only figuring out what plants would grow well in your garden, but also what different requirements do they need to thrive. Do they need more or less water? Should the soil be more acidic? Do they need to be given plant food, and if so, what type and how often? Again, if you're not the gardening type, these types of questions are no doubt more of a headache than an interesting puzzle to solve. And yet, if we look at them a little closer, we can see some important parallels to issues leaders need to consider when it comes to building a team around a new project or initiative. To that end, I'd like to share with you four valuable lessons I learned from my garden that can help you with the process of building and developing a successful team. The first lesson is that it's important to understand what are the conditions that your team will be expected to perform under. In the first summer after we bought our house, my wife and I naturally wanted to have our garden filled with our favorite flowers and plants. So we went to the nearby nursery and purchased the various plants we had on our list and planted them throughout our garden. For the first few weeks, we were very proud of our garden, and we looked forward to seeing these plants bloom and thrive in the years to come. Unfortunately, that first year ended up being a painful lesson on the kinds of problems we'd have to deal with in our garden, as we lost almost all of our plants to various garden pests, poor growing conditions like inadequate light or improper soil conditions, and so on. It took a few more summers of trial and error before we figured out what types of plants were best suited for our garden. And since then, we now have a garden that requires a lot less work so we can spend more time enjoying it than trying to figure out what's going wrong. Similarly, when it comes to building a team, it's only natural that we want to bring people on board who we have an easy time collaborating with or who we feel would be a good fit with what we want this team to accomplish. However, it's equally important that we take into consideration the working conditions your team will be expected to function under and whether those you select will be able to perform adequately under those conditions. In order for your team to be successful, you need to make sure you select people who will thrive and not wither under the environmental conditions and pressures this team will inevitably face along the way towards attaining your team's shared goals. The second lesson is to make sure you're providing for each of your team members' needs. When we bought our house, one of the things I wanted to create was a rose garden. Given the fact that roses require a full day's worth of sun, plenty of water, and soil that provides adequate drainage, 
I had to create a new garden spot in our backyard that would not only provide these growing conditions, but which would also allow us to enjoy seeing these different rose plants in bloom. To build this rose garden, I decided to pick roses that would not only complement one another, but which would grow in a similar fashion so as to create a relatively uniform look. Despite being given the same amount of sun, water, and fertilizer, some of these rose plants became weak and vulnerable to various plant diseases and pests, while others thrived and grew, leading to repeated floral blooms over the summer months. Now, as much as it was discouraging to see some of these rose plants struggling just to grow leaves, while other rose plants were on their second or third set of rose blooms, I realized these plants had different needs and requirements I needed to address if they were going to survive. As a result, I ended up providing more support and a different kind of care to the plants that were struggling, while spending less time on those roses which had no trouble growing in my garden. In the years since, many of those rose plants that once struggled are now growing at the same pace as the others. In fact, I couldn't even tell you which ones they were as all of them have been growing and blooming for so many years that it's hard to imagine that any of them were a challenge to care for and grow. In terms of building your team, it's important to understand that an employee's ability to succeed and thrive in one team setting within your organization doesn't mean you can simply move them into another team setting and you will get a similar level of performance. Instead, what's required on your part is understanding what needs of theirs you'll have to address to help them adapt to their new team environment, as well as the challenges they'll face, so they can continue to be valued contributors in your organization. The third lesson is to make sure you're utilizing the strengths of all your team members and not overly relying on a select few to drive things. When I was selecting the various plants and shrubs that are now found in our garden, one detail I paid attention to was when the perennial or shrub bloomed during the year. The reason for this is I wanted to make sure that I didn't have all these flowers in bloom for a single week in summer and then be left with a mass of green foliage for the rest of the season. By being aware of the different blooming periods for different plants, I was able to choose plants that, while less showy in their blooms than others, would nonetheless ensure a colorful display in my garden over most of the summer period. Similarly, when it comes to the different members of your team, it's easy to focus on the high achievers of your team and assume that the ultimate outcome of your collective efforts will depend on their level of participation. A more effective approach is to gain an awareness of the individual strengths each team member brings to the group and when you can best utilize them. This will not only make sure you don't overly rely on those few star players in your team, but it will ensure you're providing opportunities for all your employees to employ and strengthen their natural abilities and talents. This will also help make the achievements feel more like a team effort rather than the accomplishments of a select few within your group. And finally, the fourth lesson I want to share is that team building is an ongoing, continuous process. As with most things, how successful your garden ultimately is depends in large part on the efforts you make at the beginning, from choosing the right plants for your garden and then providing those plants with the right conditions to flourish. Of course, while much of the hard work is done at the beginning of each growing season, that doesn't mean you can just coast for the rest of the summer period. Indeed, for a garden to be successful requires you to do regular measures like cutting off spent flowers, removing weeds, 
trimming back overgrowth, and so forth. And as we've seen over the course of this Leadership Espresso shot, the same idea applies to how you go about building a successful team. Unfortunately, many leaders tend to view team building as something you do at the beginning, where you have a group of people assigned to you and you go about handing out roles and responsibilities. And once that's done, you shift your focus to holding regular team meetings in order to get progress updates, revise assignments, and so forth. The reality, though, is that if you want your team to succeed and thrive over the long term, you have to understand that team building is an ongoing, evolving process. Your team's needs change over time as the project progresses, and you have to assess whose responsibilities need to change, who should be brought in, and who can be pivoted to work on other issues. Just like plants in a garden, your team is not a static entity, but is something that will and should evolve and grow over time. By recognizing the evolving nature of your team, you will not only have a clearer understanding of how you can help push your team's efforts forward, but you'll also demonstrate your commitment to their success. After all, the best way to engage someone is not simply to offer them more money or perks, but to show them that their work is valued because those around them are driven to see them succeed in their efforts. There's no question that building a team can be a challenging, demanding, and time-consuming process. However, as any successful gardener will tell you, it's only through your willingness to commit your time, effort, and resources to the process that you'll be able to tap into the full potential of those you've gathered to help make your vision a reality and achieve that much-sought-after success from your combined efforts. And as we've come to the end of these four lessons on team building, we also finish another cup of Leadership Espresso Shot. While many of you might still not be fans of gardening, I hope you can appreciate how critical these four steps are to building a team that doesn't simply succeed in the short term, but continues to create value and growth for your organization in the years to come. And if you did, I'd appreciate it if you could share this episode of my leadership podcast with your colleagues and your team to help spread the word about this show. The easiest way to do this is to simply share a link to our podcast page at tampirnasir.com slash LBC. On our podcast page, we have a built-in media player that will allow you to listen to every episode of our show. You'll also find on this page links to subscribe to our show on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Podcasts so you can be sure to catch our latest episodes. And Leadership Biz Cafe is brought to you by Tanvir Nasir Leadership. If you're looking for a keynote speaker or corporate trainer for your next event, whether it's virtual or in-person, visit our company's website at tanvirnasir.com to find out how we can bring these kinds of leadership insights to your organization, either in an upcoming conference, leadership retreat, or for your next leadership training event. And with that, I'm Tavi Nasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. Leadership Biz Cafe.